0: Hello and welcome to Something Interesting. I'm Albert Berg, and for today's Interesting Thing, I want to talk to you about vultures. And I don't know about you, but when I think about vultures, the first thing that comes to mind for me is an image. It's an incredibly famous photograph that was taken by Kevin Carter And published in the New York Times in 1993. And in this photograph, in the foreground, there is a little girl who is emaciated almost beyond belief. She almost looks unhuman because of how emaciated she is. Her arms are sticks and her legs are sticks and her belly is somewhat distended and yet her ribs are showing through. And her head looks too big, and her body looks too big for those tiny stick legs to carry, and she's fallen on the ground, it's covered in straw, but behind her, in the background, is a bird, and not just any bird, but a vulture. And it's hard to tell exactly from the perspective, but it seems like the vulture is probably at least the same size as a little girl. And his head is extended forward and he's watching her, waiting for an opportunity to strike. And this photograph was so impactful when it was taken that it sparked a furor. An uproar in people who were first off obviously horrified about what was happening to the little girl, concerned about her, angry at the photographer for taking pictures and not for helping this kid out. And it became the literal poster child for many Feed the Hungry Kids in Africa campaigns. It actually won the Pulitzer Prize for feature photography. And the thing I want to talk to you about is the Vulture. Because in this photograph, the Vulture is in the background and he represents the menace to this little girl. He is there waiting, possibly before she even dies, to start ripping her flesh apart. The, the brittle flesh that's probably not put together very well because of how malnourished she is. And the Vulture is the clear villain. Of this picture when you look at this you see him lurking there and he's like the image of death lurking in the wings he's got that white head and if you know vultures from having seen them before you know that that head is almost skull like that it has no feathers on it and that it's it's just you know got the sort of open nostrils there in the beak where he's going to be breathing through, and it, it's just unnatural. It's not like any other bird in the bird kingdom. Vultures are creepy looking. However, I would like to convince you that your first impressions about the creepy looking vulture are actually way wrong. And I want to start off by talking about that head, that creepy, knobbly almost skull-like looking head and I first learned about vulture heads and what they were up to when I met a vulture in person. This vulture was attending a festival that I enjoy going to every year. It is devoted to forestry. However, at this festival there are many sort of nature-adjacent displays and things to talk about how important trees are and the different animals in the forest and One of the animals that was featured here, again, a live example of this animal, was a vulture. And he was accompanied by this trainer or keeper that was uh, helping him get around the festival. And she was talking about vultures to anybody who would listen. And I will listen to anybody who wants to talk to me about vultures. I mean, I didn't know anything about vultures at the time, but if you're holding a giant creepy looking bird and you want to say hey I'm going to tell you something about this I'm the kind of guy that's going to stop and listen to your story and what I learned about the vulture was fascinating to me because she told me the reason the vulture has no feathers on its head the reason it looks so skull like and creepy and so different from other birds is because the vulture's function is to consume dead things. Now, we all know this. That's not a real big revelation. If you know anything about vultures, you know they are con- they, they are associated very closely with death, with being scavengers. They're they're right up there with crows and ravens, and the, like they're going to be on the battlefield. You know that vultures consume dead things. But what you probably didn't know was that if a bird sticks its head way into something dead and pulls out a beak full of whatever it can grab what might happen is that pieces of that dead thing would stick to that bird's head and for a bird that had a lot of feathers a lot of those pieces would stick to those feathers they'd become tangled up in the feathers and we're thinking now about festering rotting flesh right flesh that has been out in the Sun baking and rotting and a bird that comes to eat that kind of thing if it gets that stuff stuck in its feathers what's going to happen well potentially that stuff is going to continue to rot the bacteria that are in that rotting meat are going to make their way into the bird itself and the bird is going to become sick. You know what kind of bird that doesn't happen to though? Vultures. Vultures don't have very many if any feathers on their heads and so there is nothing for those little scraps of rotting meat to stick to. Vultures can just shake them off and therefore they will not become infected by the dead things that they are consuming. Vultures also have incredibly well put together beaks that are perfect for what they do. They are hook shaped, they are strong, they are good at ripping up pieces of dead flesh, and if they're not good enough, if they're not up to the challenge, that's okay with the vultures. They'll hang out until some bigger animal comes and rips open the animal that they want to eat, takes its fill and then the vulture just sticks its head in the opening the other animal made and he'll eat what he can get but it's important to remember that vultures almost never kill any animals there are some exceptions there are animals that are very badly injured and almost at the point of death that vultures will start feeding on before they are fully dead and in the context of our photo we were talking about the vulture and the little girl Uh, we should take comfort in the fact that the photographer said the vulture did eventually fly away because that girl could have been in danger from that particular bird. But in general, vultures are just looking for stuff that is already dead. They're kind of lazy when you think about it, but they're performing a vital service because if you don't have vultures, what you have instead is lots and lots of rotting corpses. Now, it's not a good thing to have lots and lots of rotting corpses. Rotting corpses turn into toxins. That's why you can't eat rotting meat. It is a bad idea for you to go out and eat rotten meat because rotten meat has toxins in it. Your stomach is not well suited to handle the toxins that are in rotting meat. Most animals have a slightly higher uh, tolerance for these kinds of toxins, Dogs, in particular, are pretty good at handling some of these toxins, but vultures are the champions. They have an insanely high amount of stomach acid that just kills off everything that is in this rotting meat and lets the vultures live off of what would be poison to literally everything else. Vultures can consume botulinum. Hog Cholera, Anthrax, vultures eat it up like candy and do not care because they are built for this kind of thing. Another fun thing that vultures do is if you attack them, they will just throw up everything that they have been eating and fly away, which makes them quite undesirable to predators. If you're a predator, and you see a vulture vomit up pieces of rotted meat, you are probably going to decide maybe there are better animals to chase after than the animal that can eat whatever that was. The other really interesting thing that vultures do is that they pee and defecate on their legs. Now, that doesn't sound like a plus. Probably, to you. If you're thinking about, okay, Albert's here, he's trying to sell me some vultures. He wants me to think, hey, vultures are cool and interesting, I should like some vultures. He had me on the hook with the cool stomach acid stuff and the fact that they don't have feathers on their heads, there's a good reason for that. He had me on the hook with the vomiting up stuff to scare away predators, all that's fine. Now you're telling me they poop and pee on their own legs? That's gross. Why would you do that? Not a fan of vultures. But there's also another good reason for this. It turns out, first off, this cools them off, which may not turn you to the vulture side yet, but the other thing that it does is that, once again, it kills off harmful bacteria. These vultures are walking around with their feet in the guts of rotted dead animals all day long, And when they're done, they've got all that rotted gut stuff on their legs. And their urine is, again, so highly acidic that it washes off and kills most of the bacteria that could be a problem for the vultures. The vultures are a fascinating mechanism that nature has for removing dead things from the world. And again, they don't cause the death. They're just there to help clean it up. And if I haven't convinced you yet that vultures might be a good force in the world, I'm going to finish off with this. Because vultures are actually in trouble. In the 1990s, in the areas of India and Nepal and South Asia, the vulture population started dying off by the millions. And no one understood why at first. There was no campaign against the vultures, no one was shooting at them, no one was trying to poison them, and yet they were dying anyway. And after an incredible amount of research, it was discovered that there was a drug called diclofenac that farmers would give their cattle to help prevent swelling. And it turns out that Diclofenac was incredibly toxic to vultures. And because this practice of giving Diclofenac to cattle was so widespread, the vultures started dying off in numbers that are frankly shocking. There were many millions of vultures in some of these areas at one point, and they went down to the thousands. And the results have been pretty devastating. Because what happens when vultures don't eat your corpses is that wild dogs do. And I know just like you have a negative image of the vulture in your mind, you probably have a positive image of dogs. But dogs who are out there scavenging corpses in the wild or even in semi-urban environments that aren't particularly well cared for, those dogs are pretty scary. And as the vultures have declined, the wild dogs have increased, and not only the numbers of wild dogs, but also many of them carrying rabies. Think about that. Because vultures disappeared, now massive packs of rabies infested dogs are roaming some parts of India. Now, this isn't just an episode about vultures. They're part of a larger point that I want to make. And it's maybe the point that I always want to make, which is that no matter what you think you know, there's probably more to the story. The odds are that you came into this episode thinking of vultures as something nasty something scary something associated with death and yet that image was so inadequate if you had thought to yourself because of that image wow it would be so great if we could just get rid of the vultures if we just had fewer vultures in the world my goodness that little girl would have been safer when she fell on the ground and I wouldn't have to look at these weird creepy looking things with heads that don't look like regular bird heads. It's almost like they're going back to dinosaurs or something. Which, I mean, I think is cool. But, you know, it's, it's a scary image. And maybe you would have thought to yourself, well, if I had the power, if I could say what to do, we'd just get rid of those guys. And yet, when we get rid of the vultures, we upset things that we had never comprehended before. The world is vaster and more complex than you can possibly imagine. And that's worth remembering. And that is why anything is interesting.